Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning. It's great to be with you today. A few weeks ago, my husband Greg and I traveled to Budapest, Hungary. Budapest was not a place I ever thought that I would visit, but I was pleasantly surprised by what a beautiful city it turned out to be. It is full of gorgeous heritage buildings, the blue Danube River, the hills of Buda, and the flatlands of Pest. Today, it's an international hub for the film industry. So just about any movie you see that is set in Europe or in, in old-time Europe or, or uh, anything like that has probably been filmed in Budapest. So the city is clean and its architecture is in great repair. But still sometimes you can find bullet holes in the cement, small indications of its more violent past. A great highlight of our days in the city was a concert in the Bella Bartok National Concert Hall. The 45 Canadians that we were with enjoyed a Dvorak concerto played by a Hungarian orchestra with a guest cellist, a young man named Yong Yong Nam from Seoul, Korea. So according to Google, I traveled 8,386 kilometers to be in the Bella Bartok concert hall that night, and Mr. Nam, the soloist, traveled 8,164 kilometers from the other direction to perform on stage. Not only was I marveling at this achievement of international travel, but I had another strong thought in my mind that night. When I was a child, I remember praying for the people behind the Iron Curtain and the people behind the Bamboo Curtain. This was the euphemism we used in the 1970s for people who were being oppressed under communist socialist regimes. It was a way for us to pray for all sides in the conflict. It was a way to place global concerns in the forefront of our mind as we prayed for the world. In World War II, Hungary suffered the death of over a million citizens. The Soviets drove out the Germans at the end of the war, but they forgot to leave. They stayed for the next four decades. There was another revolution in 1956, but this was suppressed by the Soviets. But at that time, many refugees came to Canada and established communities and built Presbyterian churches across the country. Maybe some of you know some Hungarians who arrived at that time. Maybe they became your doctor, your professor, or were your neighbor. In 1989, Hungary became a republic for the third time in its history. In 1999, they joined NATO, and in 2004, became part of the European Union. So out of their 1,126-year history, September 2022 seemed like the best time to visit. 33 years into their republic, really only a single generation. 
People still feel like their country is shiny and new. People can call to mind the bleak days of Soviet occupation and remember the terrible massacre of World War II. I tell you this story because I think Hungarian history can sit right alongside Hebrew history during the time when Jeremiah was writing. During the World Wars and under the Soviet regime, the Hungarian people were scattered and driven away. They were exiled and oppressed. But today, those memories must be called to mind, and the people do not fear any longer or be dismayed, just like Jeremiah spoke. Today they build houses and plant vineyards. Their youth have optimism. As Jeremiah says, they are fruitful and multiply. They're free to make plans for their future and execute those plans. I hope that during the bleakest times of the world wars, followed by the oppressive days of Soviet occupation, that the words of the prophets would have sustained the people of Bohemia. I once was taught that the prophetic books are included in our scriptures because all of their prophecies came to pass in their time. I don't know if I believe exactly that today, but I strongly believe that the prophetic words of scripture can bring hope, inspiration, and healing in every age. It wasn't lost on us that while we were enjoying delicious coffee, local wine, and plenty of goulash in Budapest, only 1,100 kilometers away, the people of Kivu in the Ukraine suffer once again from the bombs and artillery of war. They're preparing for a winter with no heat, no water, and no power. But I believe that one day soon they too will be saved from their enemies and from the hand of all who hate them. Now, there are many of us who live in this beautiful valley who don't know firsthand of wars or the destruction that war brings. But we're not immune to hardship. We use the metaphor of battle to describe the courage it takes to face a cancer diagnosis. We have just lived through a global pandemic to rival the other global pandemics of history. We've been tarnished by it. We've lost our loved ones. Some of us are suffering through this round of inflation and the fallout of these past two years of isolation and illness. Our scriptures address these sufferings without obfuscation. It's clear God's people have suffered are suffering and will still suffer throughout human history. But the world doesn't end. In the morning, the survivors start to build again. It was survivors that built these towns that we enjoy, waves of migration coming to this valley to escape oppression, prejudices, famine, and war. Our ancestors came to this place in search of a better life, relying on God's promises. The promises, like we read in the Song of Zechariah, that God remembers his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness 
and righteousness before him all our days. There's one more good news piece about the world that I want to share with you. From the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs, according to their statistical analysis, November 15, 2022, the global population reached 8 billion people. Now, in 1974, there were 4 billion, so nearly all of us here have now lived through a doubling of the global population. If you don't like crowds, you're going to have to find another planet. But the biggest reason for this continuing population growth is increasing life expectancy and declining infant mortality. People have a better chance of surviving their birth and then we live longer. The UN also reports that a higher share of people are educated and live healthier than at any previous point in history. People are the solution, not the problem. Experience shows that investing in people, in their rights and choices, is the path to peaceful, prosperous, and sustainable societies. It's always in our best interest to work toward eradicating poverty, discrimination, violence, and exclusion. So we come together today to give thanks to God for this wonderful world that can sustain 8 billion people. Jeremiah preached long before the global population was even a single billion, and he prophesied that all will live in safety, and we can make a world where that happens. We can count on this future together, because through the death and resurrection of Christ, we are the offspring of Abraham. The promises in our scripture are for us in 2022, in Hungary, in Ukraine, in Russia, and in Vernon. The thief asked, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus responded not with some future someday, but with immediacy, the immediacy of salvation. Today you will be with me in paradise. One of the Presbyterian colleagues for this day declares, God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, gave us his Son, the Beloved One, who was rejected, the Savior who appeared defeated. Show us in his death the victory that crowns the ages, and in his body the love that unites earth and heaven. So I invite us to live into this reign of Christ and welcome the challenges of our day. Let's welcome the person sitting next to you, the people you'll meet this week, as sheep of his own flock. Pray diligently for our allies and for our enemies with equal fervor. Let's not be defeated, but support each other to work tirelessly for an end to war and violence. There are examples all around us. Let's remember that through Christ, God reconciles all things to himself by making peace. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you this day, and may Christ's rule be established in every land and every heart. Amen.